0: Oh, and welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked. Gentlemen, I have two questions for you. Hit me. Are you ready to rock? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. More importantly, are you ready to roll?
1: Yeah. yeah. I
2: think so. I think so. Might be an inappropriate time, but I think we should get hats to fit the theme for this section, <laughs> but...
1: Like, you want us to get cowboy hats? Is that, yeah, or, I think so. I know,
2: it's like an, I know Merrick's going through some shit yeah, right let, now.
1: Let Merrick face the ghost from his past first, and then we'll yeah, talk Yeah, I know. About I'm just being like, hats. Perry's
2: just throwing out the hat suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you meant this specific situation. You wanted, like, hats that were half-burned. thematic <laughs> wow, okay. hats? I was like, damn, Duran.
1: Yeah, guys, come on.
0: Speaking of half-burned, Merrick, you are face-to-face. Well, I guess she's, she's halfway across the room. Yeah. But... Confronted with uh, a woman that you haven't seen in about a little over a year. A woman whose name used to be Doris Vane Grant, the wife of Sebastian Grant. The man that has killed the first night that you met him. But she seems to be now going by the name of Lady Emberhart, And she stands across the room looking at you. Her eyes uh, quite literally burning with
1: hatred and anger. Hello, Doris. I Merrick, like, sort of gets on his knees. With terrifying speed,
0: shoots over to you, and she says, You will not say that name. All right. Doris died. I'm very much aware. I think it is quite interesting that you would return to a place in which you committed a very serious crime. The murder of a Federation official and his wife in cold
1: blood. I don't know if you'll believe me, Lady Emberhart. I had no idea what was happening that night. I was young. I was naive. I was wrapped up in something that I had no idea what the scope would be. Do I have regrets? More than I can ever verbalize to you right now. If I was braver, I could have stepped in. If I was stronger, I could have fought and so we didn't burn the house down. I could have gone to the officials. I could have done so many different things, and it keeps me up at night, I promise. But I have done you the greatest sin that one can do to another. I tried to, insequently, tried to steal your life, and could not save either of you. And I repent. Whatever you need to do to me, so be it. She
0: looks at you for a second, and with her this close, you can feel the heat off of her body. And it is... Intense. It is almost like you're standing out in the sun right now, despite the fact that you are in what is pretty much an industrial freezer, and you can see a, uh, a glow deep in her chest, and it is illuminating through the, the white dress that she is currently wearing. And you can see the the veins and the burns and her bones, almost like you're, She was. she's being backlit for an x-ray or something. And do you have mysticism? Um, I do. Roll me a mysticism check, please. Uh, 16. Lady Emberheart is dead. She is, in fact, undead. And you know that, considering the circumstances, she is a revenant.
1: That was my guess, yeah.
0: And she turns around and walks away from you. And she says, You and that man took everything from me. And while I drowned in my own blood on the floor of my home and watched the man I love bleed to death, while you burned me alive, made me realize one thing, that in a moment's notice, your world can be burned. And with that sentiment, I decided that from then on, I would be the one who would burn the world. And you see the ice in the room beginning to melt. And the entire room begins shifting temperature to a almost comfortable, like room temperature. And she turns back around. She says, but I am a lady of industry. And I believe that we are in a unique position of opportunity. You know, the man who killed me and my husband. I do. Your faces were burned into my mind. And then I saw you on TV. During the attack on the cube, I saw him, and I saw you, and you were scared. Yes. That made me think that perhaps you weren't as complicit in the act as I originally thought. But that doesn't really matter. Because your DNA, Merrick, if I could give you some advice, the next time you commit high treason, don't throw up.
1: Yeah. Fair enough.
0: I can place you at the scene of my husband's murder, and that puts you pretty squarely in my pocket.
1: Well, I've already admitted that to Astrid. She
0: stops for a second and looks at you, confused, and the room now begins to get warm. And she says, Astrid knows what you did.
1: Yes. I. As soon as I realized what had happened, I... I told her right away. Once again, I can, cannot be forgiven for just being a part of it, but I was had no idea what was happening. And on that night, something was set into motion that is now currently putting the whole system in a, a state of crisis. And I have been doing everything I can with every fiber of my being to try to write what was put into motion that night where I could not do anything to stop it. If I was strong enough, if I was brave enough, maybe neither of us would be in the situations that we're in now.
0: She, you can see her like, she's grinding her teeth, and she begins walking back towards you. Astrid knows what you did, and you walk free.
1: I'm the only one with any relation to the true villain here. He's been taunting me, and I'm doing everything in my power to bring him to justice.
0: Oh, Merrick, you've been taunted. How heartbreaking. Almost killed. Abused. Almost killed. Merrick.
1: Look, Lady Emberheart. I am on my knees, and I am trying to be as sincere as I can be. But for us to get down to business, for us to do what we have to do, I have wronged you in every way imaginable, and I don't expect to be forgiven. But let's just get to the business of it, instead of you just treating me like some sad child. I did bad. So you can kill me now. Be done with it. Or we can talk business, we can talk a goal, we can bring Azan to justice, because he's now on you, Saran. Um
0: When you start taking that tone, uh, Duran and Cody, you notice Kathan has pushed his coat to the side and has his hand on his hip on his revolver.
2: Okay, just going to keep an eye on him. I look at him and I'm just like, I shrug, sadly.
0: He relaxes for, you know, when he, when he sees that Merrick is still in a submissive position, but you can definitely tell that Catherine is watching this situation with
2: intent interest. Uh, can I do a sense of motive on Catherine? I just want to see, like, not necessarily read his mind, but is he more invested in this situation than, like, just a passive observer or, like, just a guard or whatever? Please, yeah. Um, I have a 26. You can tell
0: that he is definitely, like, her hired bodyguard uh, like mm-hmm. and second-in-command kind of situation, but you can tell that there is a... Uh, there is an emotional connection here that puts him, uh, you know, in a, a category above just like hired guard.
2: Okay. That was the vibe I was getting.
0: Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily get that. It's like a romantic or familial thing. It just seems that like he is he's bought in and he he's willing to protect her with a little bit more fervor than an average guard.
2: Okay. With
0: your speech, Merrick. Uh, Lady Amber Hart grabs you by the collar and pulls you to your feet. And she says, let's talk business. And you can feel the, the temperature in the room dropping again. And the cool air begins sort of circulating before you start to see your breath again. As she calms down and she walks over to her little side table and she pours herself a drink. And she sits down in a big, ornate, carved wooden chair, sort of in the center of the room. And she crosses her legs and she says, I am aware that that man is on you, Saron. I have been following this situation, as you might imagine, quite closely. I believe that the time for me to get answers is at hand. I know who killed my husband. I want to know why. Um,
1: As do we. That night, I was told by Azim that it was a random attack to sort of show me a world, to intimidate me, to get me to join on with whatever he was doing, his ideology. Um, Obviously, after further investigation, there's more to it. We believe that the root of all this could be something um, your husband may have been familiar with. A little bit uh the valai
0: she cocks her head and she says the valai have been gone for a very very long time and the only connection my husband has to them is the fact that he was the overseer at the Tavern Oversight Guild and the taverns, uh, not exclusively, but mostly, our build up of Era ships. That is the the connection that that my husband has with the Valai.
1: It's got to be something else. We met a Valai the other day. You don't have to believe us, but we did.
0: Her face is uh, one of both interest and confusion, and she just kind of has her eye. Her eyes are wide, and her eyebrows are up, just kind of trying to connect the dots. I would like you, and to make this official, and um, she nods to Kathan, who pulls out a little device and begins tapping on it. I would like to hire you as a tavern to investigate my husband's death. And I suppose mine. I would like to know why he was killed and who stood to benefit from his death. I am happy to... Answer any questions you might have about Sebastian, and together maybe we can find a way to bring this Sorry, would you Azin
1: is his name? Azin, yes. The name I know him by.
0: Maybe we can bring him to justice.
1: Yes. Um alright. So obviously it wasn't a random attack. Sebastian, very important. A lot to do with the Oversight Guild, obviously. But what does anyone gain from taking him out of the picture?
0: The obvious answer is Astrid Aurelius, daughter of the founding father of the tavern program. With his death, she rose to overseer. But Astrid is a good kid, and I do not believe that she would be part in any sort of
2: malicious conspiracy to kill my
1: husband. I believe the three of us would likely agree with that statement.
2: I guess the next question is, did he have any enemies, like obvious enemies or maybe less obvious ones, I guess? Sebastian had taken
0: a special interest in Euceron. This is where he was born. He had a soft spot for it, and he made it a point of business to protect it. And in doing so, he made a fair number of corporations... Unhappy with him. I don't know if I would say he had enemies, but he certainly made things difficult for some powerful
1: people. Did one of them happen to be Mezo?
0: Oh, the, the C- Contra, you mean? Um, yeah. The company that more or less owns Jetino now.
2: Ma'am, if I may, what what is it that they found under the ground that resulted in, in this boom? It was another vein of
0: Iberium. A very large one. Um, and Merrick, you know that sort of the reason that Gentino was settled in the first place was, and most of you, Saron, is that there are veins of a, a unique metal called Iberium. And as an explained to you what it was and what it is. But, uh, you know, I think Emberheart's going to tell you because um, she looks at the three of you and she says, are you aware of what Iberium is? Nope.
1: I was told once, but it was many moons.
0: Um, you guys can roll uh, physical science if you have it to learn things. Bold of you to assume I have any skills, Dane.
1: <laughs> That's a five for Merrick. He,
0: he really take doesn't it.
1: remember that conversation with Asen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she looks at your puzzled looks and she says, Iberium is one of the most precious metals in the verse, especially our system. It is incredibly versatile, incredibly durable. It can be worked like steel into lightweight and strong materials. Very popular among starships and weapons, construction, R&D tech. There is no industry that doesn't benefit from the use of Iberium. However, and she stands up and she walks over to the uh, window that has these thick uh, velvet curtains drawn and she throws them to the side and she winces as the sun comes in and she points out into the distance. And in the distance, you see what Asin showed you on your first visit, Merrick, those large spires that have been driven into the ground. And she says, the problem with Iberium is that when it oxidizes, When it is exposed to air and uncovered from the earth, it becomes incredibly toxic and poisons the very earth we stand on. It makes drinking water impossible. It makes crops uh, impossible to grow. And it can quickly kill a planet within a matter of weeks, perhaps even faster if it goes unchecked. However... When Iberium was first discovered, right on the verge of Euceron's destruction, those fell from the sky. And she points out to the spires. Wait, we, we don't know where the spires came from? I'm gonna assume that they the lie. Lady Amberhart cocks her head at that comment and she says, No, we aren't sure where the spikes came from. They simply arrived one day. And they now process the toxins that the Iberium seeps into our world and disperses them harmlessly. And you can see these like plumes of this sort of thin blue smoke coming out the top of these spires that are a, uh, a fairly plain white that go up into these four exhausts that reach out the top it looked almost like a, a tree.
2: Just a clarifying question more so. Did they just simply appear or did they crash from the sky type of deal? They
0: quite literally fell from the heavens. Yes.
2: Okay. Okay. Thank you. Was this metal the reason why your husband was so protective of Ysaron? I'm, I would assume so. Yes. The day we arrived
0: at Ysaron, he told me we were on vacation, but he worked An awful lot. And the day we arrived, he went to a summit on the safety of Iberium. I don't know what he talked about. He did not really enjoy talking business with me. And I was happy to give him a release from it. He worked a lot. But that weekend, he seemed concerned. He was preoccupied. He was worried. And after that summit on the Iberium safety, he was distant. Can
2: I... Dur- Durin, Merrick. Um Yeah. The the Project Alia stuff? It mentioned a weird metal, right?
1: I think everything is about to start to come together. So the the holes and the knowledge that we've sort of been seeking for is a who is pulling Asin's strings? Or is he alone? So clearly someone sent Asin here that night to do those deeds. And we don't know the the reasoning for it. And we were just attacked by robots by that scary android that it came from Contra, we assume.
2: What's so strange is like, Azim doesn't seem like the type to be like
1: a pay-to-work kind of guy, you know? No, I'm assuming it's two people who sort of have something to gain from each other. I don't see it to be a a servant relationship. Even the last time I spoke, Azim was going on with some kind of nonsense, like he was some kind of savior. So two people whose goals align with each other, or at least they did in that moment. So we need to figure out more about this summit, who was there, what they spoke about.
2: Okay. Would would that type of thing be recorded, Merrick?
1: I'm not too sure. Back then, Eutheran wasn't what it is now, so... Do you know who was
0: at the summit? The summit was behind closed doors. It was a like an official business situation between uh, the Federation and the corporations that wish to continue their mining operations here on Yuceron. So the likelihoods of uh, being able to find a a list of people who attended and certainly what happened behind those closed doors is unlikely. But I would wager pretty strongly that a representative of Contra was there because it Mm -hmm. was shortly after my husband's death that Contra arrived and began mining uh, far more aggressively than they ever have. Uh,
2: does it mention the metal in Project Alia?
0: Not specifically, but the patent does say that there is a a unique substance. The, the It's like an infused, a nanite-infused metal, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say, um, actually, it, it is a patent, so it, yes, it, it does. Iberium is one of the key components to this, nanite-infused material, and in fact, Iberium is the metal that they are infusing. Damn. Okay.
1: All right, so how do we start digging up around Contra without getting another scary android coming after us?
2: I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me, I guess, but... You're a a woman of industry. Do you know someone who is highly, highly intelligent with regards to schematics or prototypes who who might be able to make sense of something that we have
1: who doesn't mind playing that life at
2: risk who doesn't mind being murdered by a scary android not me give me either perception checks or sense motives i'll roll uh, perception. I'll a sense motive i feel like i got a real go perception on this one <sighs> nat 20 baby nat 1 baby <laughs> uh 17 <laughs> so perception. a uh, 38 <laughs> okay that's great uh cody
0: you think that for a second you know how to decipher these schematics and you just get lost in it. And it's like beautiful mind where it's just like numbers and and equations are floating around your head and none of it makes any sense to you. Well, I, um,
2: <laughs> Dr. Ross did say I was a scientist
0: during you catch it. Lady Ember Heart makes a very, very, very subtle lightning fast glance over to Catherine.
2: Um, when she makes that, what was she responding to when she, when she made that glance? What, what specifically in the question, I guess. If there was
0: anyone who's good at engineering and schematics and also Mm -hmm. isn't afraid of an
2: assassin. Gotcha. Okay.
1: Noted. Okay. So I guess we'll start investigating (laughs) that, that event contra and, um, we'll come touch base if we have any more questions. You
2: never answered my question. I don't know.
1: Oh, OK, sorry. I don't
2: know. This this Kasson guy seems like a suitable choice, don't you think? Um, Her look
0: sours, but she does turn to Kaffen with a sort of inquisitive look. And he is currently just leaning against one of the dressers and he heaves himself off it and walks over to you, Cody, and holds out his hand. Wow, you're smart, too. That's a point. Here you go. And he takes it and he flicks through it for a second and uh, he like, you know, is zooming in and takes a look at it and he twirls it around and hands it back to you and he says, I mean Contra definitely has a, a reason to be invested in Iberium if this is what they're building. This thing is is, is pretty heavy heavy duty tech and from what I can tell, it's, it's a, a life support system, but the the benefits of it and this this infusion they're doing with Iberium allows it to adapt rapidly to whatever is being kept uh, supported. In terms of, of shape and size, this thing can uh, get down to, you know, a, a about like a foot and a half to uh, 20, 30, 40 feet in size, all at the, you know, the press of a button. Hmm. Other than that,
2: it's just a light support system that can change shape. That's Mm. what it seems like, yeah. That doesn't seem overly nefarious, but I know it is nefarious. Catherine, what's your background? Yeah, why are you so cool? It's not that cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He looks at you and he just says, I'm not really the one who's uh, getting interrogated right now. So
2: I'm not going to tell you.
1: Okay. Mysterious. We like asking questions. We apologize. We can be aggressive
2: because you didn't answer. You got a little cooler, and he winks and he just says, "That's the point." Okay.
1: <laughs> um, we'll head back to Gentino. It's just
2: fuck. I feel like there's a question we're not asking, but I don't. Can I talk to my friends for one second in the corner? Sure. <laughs> hey guys. Yes, yeah, Cody. It's, yeah. Should, should we ask if she has a way into the Ministry of Defense? Are we keeping that secret?
1: I, well, I don't think we're at that step yet. I, I feel like they're tied in. We will have to do that at some point. We can not ask now, but I don't know if we'll... I assume we'll have another chance.
2: I think if we have the evidence that links it, we'll have the access. Okay. I won't mention it then. We're, we're
0: okay. Never mind. Okay. Well, then if you have no further questions, I would like to
2: get some rest. Is there a way that we can potentially reach you if we have further inquiries? But Catherine will have the means to do that.
1: Oh, you're sending Catherine with us.
2: Yes.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. I wasn't about to turn you over into the wind and let you do whatever you want. No. Catherine will be accompanying you during this contract, yes.
2: Fine by me. Um All right. Before we go, lady, uh ma'am, Ember, Hart, I, I just want to say I'm really sorry for what happened to you. Get out. I leave. Yeah, well we'll go. This is probably a question for Merrick, but uh, how much have, like, Cody and Duran been informed of this whole thing? Just, like, passively th- uh, when we were talking to Astrid? Or did, did you tell us more?
1: Um, I probably told you guys exactly what I told Astrid kind of thing. Okay. There's not much more detail besides that. Okay. As you
2: guys are
0: leaving, um, Catherine and Lady Emberheart have a brief sort of aside they, they talk to each other uh, quietly, and by the time you guys are out, Kathan is uh, catching up behind you and closing the door. Can I
1: have? Can I take their aside as a chance to have an aside of our own? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, we're doing good things, but don't trust Kathan too much. Don't oh. trust her too much. I've done wrong. I get it. But she's a revenant, and he's a hired gun. This could turn south on me as soon as they get what they want.
2: Uh, if I recall correctly, do revenants, they're kind of, are they the ones that are infused with like godliness, right? They're the ones that a God was like, oh, you need to wake up type. Of no, thing, no, right? no. They'll never uh, I
0: believe. Oh. Yeah. So revenants, um, that you, what you know about is the reason that they don't die is because they hate the person that killed them so much that that tethers their soul to, uh, this plane of existence. So usually revenants are like single minded of, of hatred and vengeance. Uh, Lady Emberheart seems uh, you're not sure how, but has tempered that and is almost like a completely normal person. But you saw moments of, of that sort of supernatural undead rage and hatred. Um, but she's done something or somehow managed to overcome that. But okay. it, it seems like that is it's not too far from the surface.
2: Yeah, I'd, I feel like she'll flip on us the first chance she gets, you know?
1: Yeah, we don't need to be aggressive about it, but just be on your toes. Okay. Cody, We keep this to ourselves, OK? No matter how cool Catherine is and how many times he can spin his gun on his finger. Uh,
0: yeah, as okay. he walks out, he's fucking twirling his gun on his finger.
1: <laughs> <Damn it. laughs>
0: how many times? A um, and then, as he closes the door, he pops it up into the air and just uh, pushes the coat to the side as it slides into the holster. Oh my
2: god! I'm getting
0: flashes of revolver Ocelot, and I love it. He takes his uh, the big coat that he was wearing inside that room off and hangs it up on a hook outside the door. And he looks at you and he says, "All right, kids. Um, as your chaperone, I'm happy to drive you." wherever you would like
1: to go so you just tell me and off we go we don't really have any leads do we i think we'll start with just going back in the gentino well we know about this event so we can go to one person that knew the goings-on in the town back in the day mm-hmm. mr dusty mr dusty and we'll start yeah. there bartender knows all
2: fair um i kind of want to shoot a message to astrid as well to see uh if she has anything about that meeting at all, she'd probably be the only one that would have something like that. That's probably smart.
1: Also, to see if there are any of um, the old guildmaster's notes, like about Useron or at, at hand, or if they were all here somewhere.
0: Yeah, you could definitely do that if you want to send a message to Astrid asking about Sebastian's presence on Useron and his, like, you know, pet projects about it, mm-hmm. um, and if there's any info on this summit. Uh, yeah, you can definitely do that. Definitely want to do that. Okay, cool. Um, you get a message back from Astrid just saying, Looking into it, uh, we'll have it to you ASAP.
2: Okay. And they show them the message and like, well, that's one lead we'll have to wait on.
1: Yeah. I guess we can start driving back to uh Gentino.
0: Sure. Yeah, okay. He goes and gets in the car and and turns it on. Um and as he as you guys are like getting into the car with him, he looks at you and he says, I know that it's um a bit awkward, considering your relationship with Lady Emberheart. But she is a good person. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you enjoyed that bit of theater this morning. Then, I mean, I, yeah, I can't, I can't deny that it was kind of fun, marching you up there, thinking you guys were gonna meet someone. Uh, look, yes, um, but just, just take a look around and see what she's built and you look at the ranch and you see all, all sorts of walks of life here working and tending to these weird horse bird things. And they're like, everyone seems to be in very good spirits. There is like a children's birthday party in one of the uh, small fenced off corrals that are, you know, walking around in circles on these uh, animals. And it just seems like a... It almost feels like you're on a different planet right now. It doesn't feel like you're on Euceron. There's actually like a lawn. There's grass. There's flowers and trees. And he turns back around. He just says, Lady Amber Hart has one thing that she cares about. And he looks at you, America. He says, two things that she cares about. Fair enough. And one of them is justice for her husband. And the other one is protecting Euceron. She has accepted that mantle, and that is the way that she honors her husband. She won't do anything that would put this place in danger. However, I i don't think she was kidding when she says she wants to be the person who burns the worlds.
1: How could both of those things coexist? Well, there's clearly a, a fight of duality. Her new nature that's just a part of who she is now and her, her desire. Catherine, partner... You, Mm
2: -hmm. who who are you to her? Who is she to you? It seems like there's more than just you're not just hired, right? You speak with her with a certain fondness, I think. Gentino
0: is where we're going, right?
2: And he turns the car over. That's a bad answer. In fact, it's not one. Yep. Hmm. And he drives. Can we just do that? What? Just not answer things? I guess I'll remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely a thing.
1: Yeah, you have th- you have three choices when someone asks you a question. Tell the truth, tell the lie, or say nothing. I'm bad at the second one and the third one. We'll work on it, buddy. We'll work on it. Anyway, what? so we yeah. just, yeah, we have to get to the bottom of this. Let's have that awkward long drive back to Gentino. <laughs> just <laughs> listening to some Yusaran country music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say anything for a, a pretty long time, but eventually he looks back over and he just says if you're open to some suggestions I'm as invested in, in getting to the bottom of this as you are uh, I, I'm happy to help in any way that I can. It's it's a dangerous option. I think you guys are on the right track in terms of chasing down this summit at least what it, what it could be about but um, I think you'd find some answers in the quarry as well. Uh, the corporations have offices in there. And if you want to know what they're up to, that would be a, a pretty good place to start, excuse the pun, digging around.
1: Well, that's we'll, good. We'll do by day in Jettino. And then if we don't find anything, we'll go to the quarry at night.
2: Yeah, I assume you don't mean a friendly daytime visit. I assume you mean a backdoor smash a window visit.
0: Well, I mean, regardless, I, I yeah, I. People are working there 24-7, so it's going to be a task to get in, regardless. Mm-hmm. But
2: I'll leave it up to you how you want to approach it. Uh, Kasten, I do have a question. You seem like a very capable man and all. Um, why why now put you on this? Why Why weren't you given like this type of mission before to investigate said murder? Oh, oh I have been. I've been working with Lady Amberheart
0: since we met on this. Mm. The extra key to the puzzle is the man who is there and he points to Merrick.
1: Don't point and drive.
0: (laughs) 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 He also looks at you in the rear mirror and says, Lady Ember is playing a very complex game of chess. She is building her influence and her clout and her wealth in order to get away with things that the average person couldn't do. It takes time to put the pieces into position so that when she has the information she can
1: strike efficiently i will give you one warning Catherine, about who we're dealing with here as in is like a child you give a chess set to where they pick the horsey piece and say this horsey can do whatever i want it to do so sure she might be playing a game that plays by rules of her own but as is a man who makes up his own and the world seems to bend to his will so if we come across him no matter what your personal gain is here, your your hatred for him as well, be careful.
0: I appreciate the warning. As you guys are getting into Gentino, you see that there is a Ministry of Defense presence pretty, pretty hot right now over the quarry. And there is uh, quite a bit of commotion with people trying to look into the quarry. And uh, Ministry of Defense uh, soldiers are sort of pushing them back and making a a perimeter around. Well, that can't be good. No, Ministry of Defense usually indicate a pretty bad situation. He looks at you guys and he says, you want to
2: check it out or keep going? I, I think we need to see if something's happening. Yeah, there's too many coincidences right now. Let's check it out.
1: Well, Snow and Empire did show up yesterday, but let's go have a look to be safe. Speaking of that, we never really got to talk about the fact that they had those creatures from the from the sunken lab. We're missing a key component here. I th- like things are starting to come together, but they're 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 the one that I don't get it. The Sinoan Empire this whole time has been present, but not obviously the villain, or you know, that's just so no, they are so obviously the villain that it doesn't make any sense. Are they Cadrigal's eyes? Is Cadrigal's eyes masquerading as Sinonans?
2: Are Sinonans masquerading as Cadrigal's foot soldiers, what it, it well,
1: I still don't believe the Snow and Empire killed our friends. Like, what do they have to gain from that?
2: No, our friends are alive. You're right. Oof. Yeah, Catherine is just sort of like making the like, Ooh, face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry,
1: they're all very capable. I'm sure they are, Cody. You know, they are. You're friends with them too. Very capable. There's only so much capability that gets you out of a spaceship being attacked. There's nowhere to go unless you have a, a live show up. and. But You just said they were fine. They're probably fine. We have no proof to say that they aren't fine. I'm having a hard day.
0: Catherine looks at you and says, didn't you say their spaceship just exploded? I'd say that's pretty evidence that they are not fine.
1: No,
2: they're fine. Okay. You, you
0: just don't know them. All right. And as you guys are walking, you see Vorak, who is currently sort of like barking orders and telling people to get out of the way and directing soldiers and yada yada he gets on comms every now and then but he catches you guys in the crowd and gives you like a little nod and waves you over
1: hey Kathan, what
2: do you think about vorak
0: i don't really care one way or the other hmm okay
1: um officer sergeant vorak oh, i forget your title my apologies i believe Earl. it was commander commander, commander. Right. very impressive
0: gentlemen ha- how y'all doing
1: we're good vorak. we uh, just took a trip out to amber ranch just to catch the sights after yesterday we needed a change of pace
0: i can see that Catherine. and Catherine like tips his hat to borak well gentlemen i would just like to uh i mean this is a little gloating this is a little bragging after uh the the service that you for us. I was worried that you might think I wasn't doing my job. And he uh, brings you over to the edge of the quarry where you can look down and into it. And he points at a transport that has been landed in the center of the the bottom of the quarry. And you can see that the Ministry of Defense soldiers are loading uh, three Sononans into the back in handcuffs. And he says, we just uh, thwarted another attack from the Empire. Again, this was just me. You know, I, I, quote unquote, allowed a Sononan ship to, to land and p- put a bunch of monsters into Gentino. So this is just my way of saying, you, you know, y- y'all did a great job, but I'm, I'm still keeping seron safe. And he's got a, a much more playful uh, vibe to him right now as he kind of like nudges you guys and and makes you look down at his his arrest
1: are uh, you doing great work Vorak? what was the plot
0: it, it looks like they were there to uh sabotage a uh, iberium shipment or something I, i'm not too sure what they they didn't get too far but i i promise that we will uh, give them a fairly thorough interrogation and we will uh, get to the bottom of whatever they were trying to plan and if they have anything else in store for us here on Yusevron
2: fuck that's a bad perception it's just a tan what are you trying to because for some reason when i heard this i imagined them as just like poor bewildered mine workers is that the case are they did, are they like how do they look the sinolans you can tell they
0: are Sinonan, and I mean, like, they're just getting arrested. It's with a tent, and it's hard to really sort okay. of suss anything out.
1: I've got a feeling, Vorak, that this plot may not be over, so be diligent.
0: I always am.
1: May I give you just two two warnings just from our, our past? Sure. If you see a silver liquid, uh, run the other way. Okay. Just to be safe. Sure. And if someone mentions the word reckoning to you in any language that you know, uh, get out of there, okay? Reckoning? Fuck. That's weird. That's what
0: those fellows were saying.
2: Fuck. Oh, fuck. You need to get your men out of there right now.
0: Gentlemen, I think we can handle a bunch of uh, a bunch of fools who...
1: <laughs> Vorak, did you see what happened on Therum? By the way, Dane, you probably heard me roll a dice. That was a uh,
2: three-sense motive on him when the silver liquid was mentioned. Yep, you've rolled a three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you see what happened on Therum, Vorak?
0: Um, what specifically? the attack outside. Oh, yeah, 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 I saw that.
1: That's what caused it.
0: Really? And he looks down into the quarry and as you guys look down in nothing happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What were they doing here? Like what, you arrest them, right? What were they in the middle of? Uh, they had explosives and they were planting it on one of the the mine shafts that led into into the vein of Habiru.
1: Oh. The Sinonians are just a, they're just a smokescreen. Yeah. 100%. Excuse there's me? So, there's something else going on. Those men were controlled. Whatever they did here today was not of their own will. This is not just the Empire. There's someone There's someone who that told them to do that. Those are some pretty big accusations there, uh, sir. Those three men are going to die in a couple of minutes or a couple of hours. I forget the time frame. When they do, a, liquid, a little bit of liquid is going to come out of their mouth. And if that happens, you come find us and we'll try to help you get to the bottom of this, okay?
2: It'll burn their faces out from inside. Their face will be off. Just okay. for clarity's sake. Okay, all right. Well. <laughs> Maybe quarantine them, honestly, until we're sure. Oh, all right, gentlemen. Thank
0: you very much for your warning. Uh, we will be sure to let you know if these men uh, start having their faces melt off.
1: Yeah. Remember, I was right about one thing. We could be right about others.
0: I will take that into consideration. Where Where are you taking them? Uh, we'll be putting them in a, a detention facility here on Yuceron. What if that's?
1: what they want. No, you know? If they if they're hit the reckoning part of the conversation, that means they've done what they were supposed to do or like the reckoning part supersedes the command, right? So they're, they're, they're saying mm-hmm. reckoning. That means they're already toast. If I, if I guess I it does kind this.
2: of come at the end of it, doesn't it? Yeah. So far,
1: it's usually just violence and reckoning and then Kaplitsky
0: Suddenly Vorak's uh, communications device starts pinging. And then you notice that some of the other, like soldiers' devices begin pinging, and suddenly there is a sort of uh, wash of activity amongst the Ministry of Defense. And a soldier runs over and whispers something in Vorak's ears, and his eyes widen, and he just says, "You're a tavern, right?" "Yep." "Yeah." "Great. I'm hiring you. Seven thousand five hundred credits." And oh. with a tap, <laughs> a thing pops up on your your tavern app, and he just says, "This was a distraction." and the Sunonans are attacking the spikes. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: How many are there? Where are they?
0: I don't know, but we can't hit every spike, and we need every every available hand on deck right now, because if those things go down, it is very bad for all of you, saron
1: Okay. Um. Once again, tell your men, watch out for Silver Liquid. Don't get too close. They have, can avoid it. And once again, I don't think the Sunonans are behind this.
0: Well, that's not what my reports are saying, and I'm going to go with my intel. And he... Taps on his screen again and sends you a coordinates to one of the spikes and he just says get there ASAP and we'll take care of the rest. Just hold down your spike. Okay, Catherine, it. hit it. Yeah, Catherine is running back to the car and he hops over the door and into the driver's seat and uh, as soon as you guys get in he pulls like a, a 180 and begins driving off into the desert. Should we pick up
2: Tom on the way make sure he doesn't exacerbate any more situations. I'm going to throw this guy out of the car. Yeah, that's fair. Good point. Good point. You liking (laughs) me didn't last long, did it?
0: You make it difficult sometimes. Hello, friends. Space Jam Dane here to do the things... First and foremost, we hope you're enjoying the episode. Second, uh, th- there's a lot of things. I'm going to try to keep this quick and and succinct. I know they say that all the time, but this one, I'm, I'm really going to try to do it. Starting things off, I want to do a huge thank you and shout out to Hayden Dent, aka De- Denver, for gifting me their wonderful Starfinder supplement, Space Cowboy Arsenal. It is... So fucking cool, which is why I'm using pretty much all of the weapons from it to arm my NPCs during this arc. You might have noticed that a lot of the weapons are fucking badass and fit a space western theme incredibly well so if you are thinking of doing a space western in the starfinder setting or you just like the weapons because they're cool and you should because they are head on over to starfinder infinite and check out hayden dent's space cowboys arsenal i highly recommend it it's a great little supplement with a lot of flavor there's a link in the show notes for this episode and you'll be supporting a really great member of our community speaking of Our community, if you want to join the Discord, head on over to NoQuestCast.com. Click the Discord link and you'll be invited in and welcomed with warm, loving embraces from internet strangers. Of course, these are theoretical and metaphoric hugs. Real stranger hugs would probably be (laughs) kind of scary. And if this episode is any indication, we love working with our community. Uh, We have some really great and talented artists in our fan art channel uh we have a incredible artist who has uh, done a 3d model of the cube i believe they worked on surf for a while there's a bunch of cool gifs uh there's a a 3d model of the persistence it's so fucking cool we have uh, a cosplayer who did a short check cosplay at a con join us it's really cool and we'd love to have you and finally if you'd like to support the show head on over to patreon.com/noquestcast or noquestcast.com and click the patreon link and get access to fun discord benefits, uh, voting benefits, access to videos that we record in the past or in the future and you also get access to the boss rush stat blocks for enemies if you want to add them into your own game and if you're into home brewing you can get the world primer, the Casimo world primer that I release once a month, a new volume detailing a location that you've seen in the show. We've done the cube, we've done Goa, Cerf, uh, Therum will be next up on the list. So if you want to add those places into your world, or if you're just interested in getting some ideas for homebrewing some stuff of your own, uh, these are great little supplements that help flesh out a world of your own design and that's going to do it for this little break friends we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode and we will see you in two weeks time (laughs) um he looks at you and he says i know lady amber heart gave you a bit of a uh crash course on this but um i want you to know the the stakes here uh, if these spikes go down, with the amount of Iberium that's currently exposed, Usuron doesn't stand a chance. We're not going to let that happen. Okay. And he is just gutting it. And everyone, give me perception checks, please.
2: Okay. Oh my god! If I could roll above a five, that would be
1: tight. Uh, that is an eleven. That's a fourteen.
2: Uh, Thirty-one. I'm kind you, of rocking it today, Durin. Yeah. In the distance,
0: you see two small drones in the
2: air flying towards you. Uh, I, I'll, n- I'll nudge the lads and be like, uh, company. Uh, Catherine, are those useron drones?
0: He looks and he just says, I don't think so. As a barrage of missiles come launching towards the car. <laughs> And he hits the handbrake and comes to a slide just before the the missiles hit the ground and they explode causing this huge crater in front of you guys. Um, And he manages to swerve around it thanks to your heads up. And he looks at you and he just says, I will make sure that we do not get hit. Uh, You make sure that those things don't hit us. And by that, I mean, shoot them out of the fucking sky.
1: I'm already pulling my laser rifle out.
2: All right, everyone roll me some initiative. Hell yeah.
1: Oh no, we found Merrick's weakness. Oh my god.
2: There there we go. The good rolls couldn't last forever. I still haven't rolled above a five today. Uh, (laughs) That is ten total. Durin? Fourteen. Killing it. I rolled
1: a two. I rolled a three. Eighteen.
0: Merrick, you're gonna go first. As these three drones have like flown past you on their first strike and are now circling back around and, uh, are now in chase
1: with you guys. All right. All I can do is go into photon mode and shoot my laser pistol, which I haven't shot. I think since episode one or
0: two,
1: <laughs> this like a level one pistol. Oh yeah. I didn't <laughs> buy. that. <it>. I've <laughs> cool. a range weapon since, um, that's going to be a 16 to hit. Uh, that is not enough. No. All right. Merrick's for the first time in a while goes, pew, and it goes off in the distance. Catherine looks over at
0: you and he's like, what the sweet hell are you using? Can we
1: switch or do you have a gun?
0: (laughs) He pulls out his sidearm and hands it to you. And it is a laser revolver. Fuck, that's so cool. So this is where I I do a little pitch here or a little uh, plugging. Um, One of our incredible community members, Denver, uh, otherwise known as uh, Hayden Dent, has written a uh, like a sci-fi western weapons supplement for starfinder and I'm gonna be pulling weapons from it they're really fucking cool and it just has so happened to fit the theme so um he hands you merrick I'm so excited yeah actually this is this is really rad you're gonna be getting the plasma revolver gunslinger um so this does three uh, d six electricity and fire damage has a range okay. of 80 feet. Uh, it has the critical effect of ricochet, which means that when you crit someone, the bullet ricochets off and deals 2d6 damage to someone within 20 feet. So cool. Uh, it has 20 charges and it uses three charges per shot. He hands you that and he just says, see, that's a gun. It is. I'll, I'll get him next time. Durin, it's your turn.
2: Um, yeah, I'm going to be using my sniper rifle because I'm assuming they're a little bit further away and there's really no room to do my, um, my trick attacks. So hopefully use the seat of the, uh, the, the car, quote unquote, and, um, take aim. Okay. Um, I got a 25. Uh, yes. Hell yeah. Nice. Nice. It does 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Bludgeoning. It does say bludgeoning, yeah. Don't you have a laser? No. This is not a this is not a laser weapon. Hmm. Mainly I, I have it this way because it can swap between uh non-lethal and lethal, if whatever wow. It is the drone's turn. They swoop in a little lower,
0: and a small like chain gun descends from the bottom of them, and you hear like them starting to spin up with a like Oh no.
2: Evasive maneuvers, Captain. A 23 on you, Durin. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, that will definitely do it. It's a KAC. Oh, wait, sorry. EAC or KAC? KAC. Oh, that's a no. Okay. Uh, that is a
0: 25 on you, Cody. Uh, yep. Okay. Does the car give me cover? Does not. No. You guys are in a convertible. That is 12 points of. Damage as the chain gun just begins, like sweeping across the back seats, and that is a thirty-three for you, Merrick.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> would do it. Yeah, that would do it.
0: Uh, and you take almost max damage, uh,
2: fifteen points of damage. Here's your new gun, Ted. <laughs> uh, Cody, it's your turn. I look at Duran. I'm like, we will we focus on one or divide and conquer? Focus on one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to miss. <laughs> it's also, it's another three, so uh, 15 to hit. Yeah,
0: you clip it and it just like doesn't even move. It bounces off and it uh, course corrects for a second and then just keeps burning through its <laughs> chain gun ammo. Oh God. Merrick, it's your turn.
1: All right, Merrick is going to shoot at the one that Durr has already hit Yeah, for a 21. That'll do it. This is much better as he does 10 points of of damage
2: okay uh that drone is starting to like wobble and smoke during it's your turn yeah yep i'm just gonna keep taking aim and try to take out at least that one okay oh 16 kac not enough
0: damn it it's hard to get a shot with the three drones just like shooting the shit out of this car and this (laughs) one now begins wobbling so you're trying to get your sights up in between bursts of fire and it's just really really hard to get a line on this guy i'm trying to see what else i can do that one stays behind as the other two fly forward and get onto either side of the car and they're now flying sort of like in front and a laser beam emits between the two of them and then it begins they begin, like, flying back towards the car as if to, like, bisect it. Cody, it's your turn. I'm going to take two shots,
2: both at the two flying towards us. Like one. Okay. Each. Yeah. So, left one. There we go. Uh, that's going to be a 24 EAC. Yep. I completely forgot about the two shot rule. Good call. Uh, so that's 21 points on the left one. Fire damage, if that matters. And then, oh, yes. Uh, 23 on the right one. Uh, to hit, yes. So that's going to be 16 points of damage. Well,
0: you solved my drone laser puzzle because you needed to hit both of them to stop the laser. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) As you take two quick shots at the ones, the beam that they had going between them flickers and goes off. And they begin sort of like spinning as they try to uh, reconnect. But they're having trouble doing so. Merrick, it's your turn.
1: I'm just going to shoot one more. T- Actually, how far away are they from me, Dan? Uh,
0: so the one at the back is like maybe 20, 30 feet away. And the ones uh, in front of you that were trying to laser beam you guys, uh, probably about like 20, 30 feet away.
1: Awesome. I need them both to roll reflex checks, please. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, you're doing the two at the front? Yeah. Okay. So the first one got a 22.
1: Yeah, that, that does it. And the other one got an 18. Uh, They both pass, but they take half damage as uh, a supernova appears. So 25 damage in total. So they take 13 fire damage as Merrick snaps his fingers and a supernova goes off.
0: Well, the one on the left explodes. Hell yeah. And hits the ground with a uh, another small explosion. The one on the right looks like it's barely hanging on. Finish the job. Uh, Dern, it's your turn.
2: Yeah, I'm going to swap to my uh, move action to swap to my laser pistol because it's a little bit closer, and I'm going to hit the one on the right. Okay. I got a 24 EAC. Yep. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, max. Max damage. Um. Shit, math, uh, 11 points of fire damage.
0: That one is also done as it goes spiraling up. It sort of like splits in half, and one half goes one way, the other half goes the other way, uh, just as Catherine drives through it.
2: <laughs> Almost feel like, feels like we're professionals.
0: Almost. Almost. The middle one sort of retreats back a little bit and a little higher, and you see these two arms come out the side of it with three rockets, <laughs> and... Uh, everyone has to give me reflex saves, please.
2: Does it, is the car going to take a reflex save?
0: Uh, the car was going to take some damage, yes. Okay.
2: Okay. You know, I we'll, got
0: a... I'll roll for Kathin. We'll see what he gets. Okay. I got a 20.
1: Okay. I got a 12.
0: I got a 25. And what did you get, uh, Merrick? Uh, 12. Okay. Merrick is the only one that fails. Well, Cathan as well. Now uh, you take 18 points of fire damage. As a rocket slams into the back of the car and it begins fishtailing a little bit. Cody, you're going to take half that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Darren, I guess you don't take any. I, I don't take shit, man. Yeah, you managed to drop down behind the back seat and take cover. <laughs> I try, but I don't fit. <laughs> There's only half...
2: enough room for for a half rat. <laughs> Kevin turns around
0: he's just like, this fucking thing is going to ruin my car. Uh, he looks at you, American. and he just says, hold the wheel.
1: Alright, America holds the wheel with one of his forearms. Yeah, you got enough hands.
0: Oh. As if it couldn't get any better. Just rolled a Nat 20 for Catherine. Well yeah.
2: Of course. Oh yes. All
0: nat all Catherine rolls are Nat 20s. He leans back over the seat and draws his rifle, which is a lightning storm repeater. Love that. And he pulls the lever once and you hear a th- and then he pulls it like three or four more times, as you hear like the round inside the chamber beginning to crackle with electricity, and he's gonna do so much fucking damage. What's the critical effect too? Um, staggered, which won't apply yeah, to this because it's. But he's probably just, gonna be
2: dead. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's no need to roll this. He does a shit ton of damage as this arc of electricity comes peeling out of his gun as his bullet goes hits the drone and it just explodes with this uh shower of sparks and electricity crackling all over the place um and he slumps back down into the driver's seat takes the wheel back and he
2: just says well that was fun i guess they know that uh, we're coming well yeah that seems true nice gun where'd you get that i need to go gun shopping here yeah same
0: um, he slides it back over his shoulder and he or like rests it in his lap, actually. And he just says, yeah, you're probably not going to get this one.
1: Aw. anyway, back to saving the world or whatever we're doing today.
0: You see the spike in the distance that you are tasked to go protect. And uh, it's uh, about like two minutes away as Catherine is just like flooring it. So you said it's a 10 minute rest away. Nope. <laughs> And he finally ends up pulling up to it and the sun is starting to go down. And you can see at the base of this massive white pillar, there is a a small sort of like maintenance building that has been built around it. Um, very obviously after the fact, and there is a fence with barbed wire around that with a bunch of warning signs being like high voltage, like no trespassing, trespassers will be prosecuted, uh, Ministry of Defense, yada, yada, like a bunch of signs on here telling you not to go in and not to fuck with this, and um, the gate has been like ripped off. It is off its hinges and it's on the ground.
2: Ripped off, okay. Can we see... Anybody? Any Sunonan forces? Nope.
1: Maybe they have an elephant to come cut down the spire.
2: (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, no. They repurposed the elephant. Um, Maybe you should leave your car out here so it doesn't get blown the fuck up. Well, yeah, I'm not going to drive it through the fence. That would seem the cool way to do it, but
0: that's okay. And he hops out and has his, his rifle up and ready. Let's go. There's a few transformers outside of this building um, that seem to be giving auxiliary power to both the like maintenance building and potentially the uh, spike. There's a small set of metal stairs that lead up into the uh, maintenance building. And that door is slightly ajar.
2: Okay. Let's, let's approach cautiously to the door.
1: Let's roll stealth and see what happens.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. I got a 24 stealth. Oh, nice. Look at me. I'm learning.
1: I got an 18.
2: 33. Okay.
1: Not too bad. Not too
2: bad. Good spread. Good spread. You guys managed to successfully creep your way to the door. We're almost like professionals. (laughs)
1: Almost.
0: You know, it stops being professional when you say that every time you do something.
1: Oh, shit. Can I take it back? Someone look in the door. What's going on?
2: I point at Durin. Oh, okay. I, I peek. I take a look at. I took take a look through the door. A bullet comes through Durin's face and he's good. Dead. We did it. <laughs> me and Merrick high five. It's been a long con all along.
1: Reckoning, reckoning, reckoning.
2: Ugly rat baby fucking stealing our shine for too many years. Now we're the hot ones.
1: <laughs>
2: Give me a perception check, uh, Durin. All right. Um, it, It's a bit shit. Uh, we got a 17. Okay. Um, You don't see
0: anything in there. You just hear the hum of machinery and the the clanging of metal. I look at him and it's like, I'll clear in the next room.
1: All right, be on your toes and advance.
0: We go in. You guys all rush into the main room of the maintenance room. Uh, building and inside is a pretty standard, unremarkable building. There is heavy machinery uh, flanking the outside walls um, while the more sensitive stuff are housed in the middle under a large metal staircase. Uh, There's valves and gauges attached to thick steel pipes that rise out of the center of the main floor, curving up and over to the second floor walkway that circles around the perimeter of the building and connects to a main console at the top of the stairs, the exposed spike exterior, which is like the whole back wall. It seems like the building has been built around the spike and the back wall is the actual spike itself, um, or at least one of the walls attached to it. And there is a large hinged hatch that takes up most of what you can see of the, the spike. And as you walk in, you hear a bloop, bloop, and then Seeming from nowhere, two bundles of dynamite get thrown at your feet.
2: Everyone roll me some reflex saves. That's a 19.
1: That's a 15.
2: I got, I got a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even
0: need it. Uh, okay, that's nice. not that exciting. Only 10 points of fire damage. I take five. Yep, you take five and uh, Dern you take none. As two people appear on the base level coming out of invisibility, you see two Sononan, uh, once again wearing those sort of imperial robes and they have a pickaxe over one shoulder and they're holding sawed-off shotguns in the other hand.
2: Everyone roll me some initiative.
1: Hell yeah. Seems like some pr- primitive <laughs> weaponry for the Sunonan Empire?
2: I rolled another natural 20. T-
1: Terry, Is
2: I don't it, know. What's your total? Mine, uh, 32. <laughs> okay. Uh, Terry uh, gives me three times before anybody else. Uh, I got a nine. So what'd you get, Merrick? Uh, 13. Okay, what's your dex? Uh, plus two. Um. Okay, Durin, believe it or not, you are gonna <laughs> go first. Shocker, uh, well, I'm gonna start with a classic. I'm gonna activate my cloaking field and hide in plain sight. Okay um 31 on my stealth uh no one sees you hell
0: yeah that's my turn um merrick it's your turn
1: all right merrick so they're they're like a 30 foot movement away i would say less like 10 feet fantastic merrick's gonna go in photon mode for miss so now i can get you on my terms he's going to uh roll an attack um does an 18 hit kac
0: kac no
1: all right, America's is still shaking. He's taking a lot of explosion damage. His ears are ringing, and uh, that's it for him.
0: Okay, then it is their turn. Uh, the one who you moved up to is going to take a, he, like, with a, a, a heave of his shoulder, he drops the his hand pick onto the ground and then just swings it up with as much force as he can. Uh, that is a 25 against Casey. That does it. Okay, that is 20 points of pickaxe damage as he just buries the blade into your upper thigh and then sort of like pulls it out with all of its weight, ripping your muscle and flesh. The other guy on the left, or I guess on the right, raises up his shotgun and pulls the trigger. And everyone... Oh, I have to roll attack rolls on everyone here. That is 26... KC against you, Cody? Uh, yep. That is a 19 KC against you, Durin? Yep, uh, that does not do anything. And that's going to be a 22 against Kathan, which also doesn't do anything. Um. So, Cody, you are getting hit as this blast goes off in a cone. Uh, you take 15 points of piercing damage as you get peppered with Buckshot. And... It is Cathan's turn. He's going to draw his other pistol. Actually, no, he's going to use his fucking rifle and attempt to hit this motherfucker. Uh, he just does it. So on the guy that Merrick is not fighting, we'll say he's the guy on the right.
2: Cathan uh, does 12 points of damage. It is your turn, Cody. Uh, I'm going to raise my laser rifle and take two shots at the guy that Cathan just shot. Okay.
0: Um, you guys are side by side. Rifles raised.
2: <laughs> well, that's an 11 followed by a nat 1. So I'm going to go ahead and assume both hit. Give me a luck check, please.
0: It's <laughs> a 2. Oof. Um, you take a shot and the Sunonan guy ducks behind oh, uh, wow. some machinery and... Then you take another shot and you hit one of the pipes that are in the center of the room and you hear a high pitch as the room begins filling with steam.
2: No, no. Uh, oops.
0: Professional, huh? We said almost.
2: Yeah, we prefaced that. Durin, it's your turn. Yeah. Okay. Um, one on the right. I'm going to do my trick attack against him using my little, my cloaking field, hopefully get a bonus and sneak. Sneak around, get some cover. Let's see. I have a thirty-six. I didn't add anything for my um, and fine. Field, so we'll let you figure that. Part. Okay. As I kind of like dive through the chaos, get a good line of shot, uh, line of sight, and I got a twenty-seven to hit. Okay, uh, that does it. Okay, uh, I do need a fortitude save from this person. Okay, I can give you that. Is this yes, please. This isn't a mind effect or poison, I assume. Uh, no, I do not think so. It's um, well, he's goofed it. He got a nine. <laughs> what was it called? Um, it's Your staggering shot? Is that what yeah, you're just? staggering? That's what it is. Uh, he is yes. staggered for a round. OK, and let's do some damage. Shall we? Uh, 18 from the dice rolls. And uh, so 21 points of damage total. OK, a lot of low ones, a lot of lows. You manage to, Cody pushes this guy into cover,
0: but he leaves himself completely exposed to you as you scoot around and you just have a clear line of sight on him and you clip him right in the upper shoulder and he goes, and from the top of the stairs, you hear another voice shout down and say, your pitiful attempts to stop us will be met with destruction. The Empire will rise again, and Ysauron will fall. We will make an example of this pitiful planet. As a third sonon appears at the top of the stairs. Oh, cool. And he's going to take his turn. He draws from his hip holster a red and gold pistol and pulls back the hammer on it. Um, and he's going to target you, Durin. Okay. That is a 24. Uh, EAC. Yep, yeah, that's it. Perfect. The gun goes off with a deafening bang and echoes in this all-metal room as deals thirteen points of fire damage.
2: Okay, okay. I
0: found my I found my next target. The pellets hit you. Uh, they continue to like burn and sizzle on your armor. It is Merrick's turn. All right, um, I'm
1: going to attack the guy on the right. But I've been trying to attack. One or two attacks? Um, well, one. It's going to be a 27. That hits. Merrick hits like a truck, so I feel like making sure I get one attack is almost better sometimes. That's going to be 36 points of damage. Amazing. How do you hit him? So Merrick, like his ears are ringing. He's sort of like trying to go for finesse. But now that he knows he's a little bit shaken, he's just going to go for a big body hit just to make sure he can make contact amazing yeah you take a a big slash
0: across his stomach and you see his shirt tear open and blood begin pouring out of his stomach it is the two turn so the guy you just hit uh he's gonna bring his pickaxe down on you once again uh that is a 25 25 just does it again jesus christ 21 points of damage as this time he uses the flat of the pickaxe. And instead of trying to put it through you, he just clocks you in the side of the head with the side of it.
1: Merrick's in his health.
0: Fuck. It is the guy on the right who's currently in cover. I'm being shot at. He catches you I guess does your cloaking field give you a
2: a, like a base bonus but like or just now that you've attacked you're out like he's yeah I'm out of it it only gives me that bonus when I'm like hiding in plain sight okay cool then he's going to uh, raise his shotgun and take a shot at you be gentle well I rolled a three
0: so okay cool not gonna get (laughs) you I'm good with that Um, there's just The shotgun is meant for crowds and there's just too much shit in the way. So most of the the buckshot hits like the stairs and the pipes and everything. By the time it gets to you, you are completely unfazed. Kathan is going to look at Cody and say, God damn it, man, this fight's hard enough. And he's going to run over to the pipe and he's going to attempt an engineering check to stop it from filling this place with steam.
2: He's so smart.
0: He reaches into his pocket and he has like this weird, like sticky gel on his hand and he gives it a slap and it turns from blue to red and he slams it on the pipe where you hit
2: it. And it sort of like
0: expands over the pipe in this like
2: weird gel. Can you talk more about his sticky hands and his, him slapping things on our Patreon? (laughs) It's a new secret tier. It sounds like a really super useful tool, to be honest. Terry, that's not what we're talking about. Is it not? No. You don't want to talk about Catherine's useful tool? Mm, Sorry, I'm going to need a minute. (laughs) Uh, It is Cody's turn. Inspired by Catherine's spanking of this poll, I'm going to take another two shots and hopefully not fucking miss this time. Okay, there we go. 24 EAC. Uh, That'll do it, yep cool same guy i was shooting before yep um okay not the worst uh 20 points of fire damage and then a 16 eac uh no not enough uh
0: yeah you you manage he pops out as he's trying to shoot durin and you manage to like shoot him in the hand and all of a sudden he just like disappears back behind cover and you miss
2: your second shot uh durin it's your turn again Okay, I'm going to start making my way to the guy on the second platform. What's the fastest way I can get up to him? Up the stairs. Up the stairs? Um, Yeah, can I do a trick attack on my way up? Of course. All right, let's get that stealth in as I make my way towards him. I got a 32 stealth. Yes, sir. And a he is flat-footed for this attack. Before I preface my uh, 17 versus EAC. Because he's flat-footed, yes, you hit. Oh, fuck yes. Let's see. I. I need a 4 to save. Okay. That's a 13. Yes. Oh, he's staggered. So I have, let's see, uh, 10 points of fire damage, and now my oh, 29 of that sweet, sweet precision damage. Mm. Damn, so you did 39 points of damage there? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Sorry, sorry. Uh, That was a mess up. I... I I rolled one too many dice. It's a 21. 21 points of damage on that last bit.
0: As he opens his mouth, you just clip him right in the gut and just blood splatters on the console behind him. And he like doubles over for a second and almost falls down the stairs. But he grabs onto the railing and uh, looks at you as you appear in front
2: of him. Mm-hmm. This little trans- semi-transparent rat just run up, running up on his business. The two on the main floor look around and
0: they're like, Just let us do this. It doesn't concern you at all. The Empire will have a place for you. Where's the place for us? In the
2: glorious new world that we will build. But like, where though? Why? You're killing planets. Why would we trust that that would be a good place? Useron needs
0: to fall. Useron is a beacon of greed and corruption. Why let a planet live when all it needs to do is die? When its whole purpose is to die? The only reason it still lives is from the mercy of someone else. That is weakness. And the Empire will not suffer weakness. The mercy of who? The guy on top of the stairs looks down and says, It doesn't matter who any mercy is not permitted in the empire. What's the name of your ship? Um, he ignores <laughs> that because that's means nothing to him. As the guy on top of the stairs uh, aims his pistol at you, Durin, he has you right in his sights, pointed at your head, mm-hmm. and then his eyes wash over. Shit. And he lowers his gun, and in a complete change of demeanor, he says, this is necessary for this world to die. A reckoning is coming. There it is. And it starts with you, Saron. And you have to give me a will save, please.
1: Oh, magic.
0: 15? You are trying to continue your advance up the stairs, and then you realize you can't move. Oh, no. As hold person takes oh. over your body. Oh, shit. The other two on the floor also lower their weapons. The one who's been swinging on you, Merrick, drops his pickaxe to the ground with a clatter. The other guy drops
1: his sawed-off shotgun and stands up from behind cover.
0: Merrick, it's your turn.
1: Yeah, I'm going to make two attacks starting with the guy who just dropped the pickaxe. Okay. That's going to be a 19 KAC. Not enough. All right, second attack. That's going to be a natural 20. Uh, oh, Yeah, yes. that'll do
2: it. Look him up.
1: 71. <laughs> what? The, what? <laughs> no, fuck.
0: 71 what? points of damage.
1: <laughs> the <fuck? laughs> what the fuck just happened? I double dice and I double my my, my add-on damage, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Fuck. Sorry, 61. I was off by 10.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. No, oh,
1: only.
0: I take all that back. 61 points of damage. Okay. Is he still standing? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Oh, my God. Um, He was doing okay, but now he is not. He doesn't waver. Usually when someone takes a hit like that, they protect themselves or they, you know, they lean on something, but he is still standing uh, and it is their turn. He looks at you and in sort of a a moment of, I, know, I guess, lucidity, he lurches forward and lands on you, his arm over your shoulder, a hand grasping your robes at your chest. And he says, there's more of us as his hand that's grabbing your robes goes up to begin strangling you it's a 21 Kc does not do it you manage to grab his hand and push him back uh, the guy who is currently or was uh, hiding under the stairs looks at you Cody and says you talk of grand ideals protecting a world oh a planet will die this planet is already dead unfortunately now you
2: have to join it please give me a will save Cool. <laughs> uh, I'm going to join Terry in Frozenville. Ooh. That's an old 12. Oh, two, two paralyzed boys. Nice. But hey, if I miss it by one,
0: <laughs> you can't move. Your trigger finger won't budge. Your legs
2: won't budge. You can't even speak. You know what? I'm going to. Am I? Is there an actual like condition? I am. Um, yeah, it's like um am I you're paralyzed. Paralyzed. Yeah. Can't take any physical actions, even speech. A health creature can't cast spells. Yeah, I don't think I have. Fuck. I have basically everything but paralyzed. Shit. Okay, never mind. The three look at you, Merrick and
0: Kathin, and they say, This is it. Do you understand yet? Do you understand what we must do? You can join us, you can be a part of this.
1: There's no way Asin is working with you guys. You're such a fucking bore prophecies dead this dead that live your goddamn lives and take mine from me if you need to but let's get this party fucking going and
0: as you say that the one who's standing on the stairs reaches up and presses a finger to their nose and looks down at their hand and you can see the silver liquid beginning to leak from them and they sigh and they say we will be back we will try again forever and the body crumples to the ground and rolls down the stairs and during you become free, you can move again. And (sighs) the one, uh, that just paralyzed you, Cody does more or less the same thing before crumpling to the ground and whispering, a reckoning is coming. A reckoning is coming. And the one who's in front of you, Merrick goes limp in your arms and once again has a moment of clarity And says, you have to save
1: them. Save them all.
0: As he falls to the ground, Catherine looks around and he says, what the hell just happened?
1: It's not, well, it could be a sect of Synodians, but this is someone else's will. Something else's will.
2: Remember what we said about silver liquid and people being controlled and burning faces? Yeah, that's this. He looks around
0: and slings his, rifle over his shoulder and he just says okay well let's I guess check and make sure that they haven't tampered with the spike and I, 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 I
1: don't know yeah you you seem to know what you're doing with machines go check be our guest
0: yeah um, and he goes up to the main console and begins like typing away
1: can I take 10 minutes to rest
0: uh, I will allow you guys to take a 10 minute rest yes
1: also who has that Healy gun here I shoot you it's a two D cap, I believe. It's uh, can you 3D8 give me
0: a luck 2. check to make sure that you're not using the the healing gun and not your regular gun?
2: Ah, uh, good call. Uh, that's a
0: five. Oh, uh, sorry. Roll damage. That's a good house rule. I'm glad we're doing that. Um, also, I think I said that you were getting the Mark III serums. It's supposed to be Mark
1: II. It's the three oh. D six ones. Three D six. Okay, that's all right. That's mostly enough to get me back to full.
2: He said there was more of them too.
1: Well, yeah, that liquid is on this planet. And there's someone here giving, taking over the Synonins, or... I don't know how this is all working with the Synonins. That's the thing I can't really iron down.
2: Clearly they're puppets in this situation, but what if they've just been puppets for a lot longer than we think?
1: We'll have to figure it out. We have to make sure that Contra, or, or Azin isn't the one dealing this stuff out on this planet right now. We have to put an end to it. Uh,
0: you get a message on your phone. The three of you all at once. A bling! And then another. And then up on top of the stairs you hear Catherine's phone. Bling! And... You look and you can see that Jenny and Jack have both sent you a message, and then Astrid has sent you a message, and then Cyrus and Patience, Thimble, Uh all of them are sending messages along the lines of, are you okay? Have you seen this?
1: Oh, God. (sighs) And Catherine
0: is looking at his phone, and he looks up at you, and he says, well, damn, the Federation just declared war.